0: Did you know that you can make a living playing disc golf? The sport has been taken to the next level here in recent years. And on this week's Perk at Pod, we're talking to one of those folks who is making a living. Oh, and by the way, she's also a world champ as well. But first, Mike Bryant, kind enough to join us in studio again. Good to see you again, fine sir. Great to be here. All right. Well, I, I, the the legal process can be uh, awfully intimidating for, for some people. Y- you help them every step of the way, don't you?
1: Well, we
2: try to. I mean, we, we want to make sure they understand their rights, make sure they understand what they're potential coverages out there, and help them with the big issues they've got. People have wage loss, medical bills. They have all sorts of concerns. People who are charged criminal charges have concerns about those charges, and we try to get to the bottom of what we can do to help them.
0: You know, in the sports world, there's there's lulls every once in a while when seasons end and what. there's not a lull for for an an attorney like you, is there?
2: Well, it's a weird thing because like suddenly something will happen, you know. So like you think, oh, I got nothing going on right now. And then boom, that night you get a phone call or the next morning you get a phone call and you're in the middle of something that people need your help right at that moment. And
0: we try to provide that provide justice for the injured, as you like to say. What does that mean to you?
2: Well, it means giving people the information that they need to get the help that they need so that in times of, of major needs, they've got somebody there on their side.
0: And that's you and, and your team at Bradshaw and Bryant. And so what, if, if somebody is injured or somebody does need help, what do they do?
2: They call our office. They check the website with com or they call 800-770-7008. Mike Bryant, thanks so much for being
0: a partner of Perka pod
2: Perk Pond, sometimes he's at play Perk at Pond, find out what he'll say Perk at Pond, who's coming on today Woo-hoo. Perk at pine
0: Before we start sending discs down the fairway with Minnesota native Katrina Allen, we detour with a segment I like to call Random Ranks. This time on Random Ranks, even though we're talking disc golf, we're focusing on ball golf by ranking the top 11 golf words, terms, or phrases. Number 11, something I'm guilty of, duck hook. I mean, this is like classic perk on the golf course. Just wicked left and low. Uh, Number 10, Fried egg, when the ball is like half submerged in the sand. Number nine, scratch golfer. I just like saying it. Number eight, foot wedge. <laughs> Commonly employed by myself. Uh, number seven, bump and run. Number six, chili dip. Number five, Bo Derek. <laughs> this might not resonate with some of you younger folks, but uh, Bo Derek was like a hottie screen siren, you know, from the 80s who was in a movie called Ten. And when you get a ten on a hole, you call it a Bo Derek. I've heard it. I'm not saying it's common. Uh, Okay, number four, dog track. Just kind of a crappy course. Number three, watery grave. Plenty of balls ended up like that. Number two, yips. (laughs) That's awesome. And number one, perhaps my favorite phrase to say on a golf course, you're still out. Thank you very much. The similarities to ball golf and disc golf are there, but disc golf has been making its own mark on the sports landscape. And this weekend in Clearwater, Minnesota, a big tourney on the disc golf pro tour. This week on Perkett Pod, we catch up with Katrina Allen. She's a Minnesota native, is competing here this weekend, and is the current world champion in the sport. Well, Katrina Allen, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to talk to you about this tournament that's happening this weekend, and this is Disc Golf, the professional tour, and it's happening in Clearwater, Minnesota, Friday through Sunday, and, and really the best disc golfers in, in the country and beyond probably are gonna be here, am I right?
3: Yes, that's correct. Yeah, uh, three competing from Estonia as well.
0: From Estonia? So, yeah. Okay, is that where you hail from, or where are you from, Katrina? <laughs> no, um,
3: I'm from Pipestone, Minnesota.
0: Okay so far from Estonia but I'm sure Pipestonia yeah. how about that um, yeah. <laughs> how did you get into disc golf or I'm I'm curious how one you know picks a sport up and and was it just a matter of going out with some friends recreationally and then realizing wow I really like this
3: um yeah it was a little bit of I was working in Sioux Falls South Dakota um, and I had three coworkers who that's all they did disc golf disc golf disc golf Um, (laughs) And a group of them went up to the Minnesota Majestic, which takes place in East Bethel um, at Blue Ribbon Pines. And I just went up because we were going to stay at the lake and have a nice weekend. And I ended up watching some of the tournament. And at the time, it would be equivalent to like the um, event we're playing now, a very prestigious event. And I got to see the best women in the world play. And I played sports since I was in kindergarten played college sports. And when I saw the best women in the world, I was like, well, I was thinking like Serena Williams, you know, like um, (laughs) Logan, Tom volleyball player. I was thinking of these super athletes or like the division one girls that played volleyball, like these huge girls. And they were just looked like, you know, nothing, not that they weren't amazing at what they did. I just was like, maybe I can do that. And so, that's where it all started. Um, I grabbed a disc, started trying to throw it as far as I could. And then a year later, went back and played the Minnesota Majestic as an amateur and won and then so on and so forth um, and went on tour the next year.
0: <laughs> yeah. What was your sport growing up then? It sounds sounds like if you know Logan Tom, you're, you're probably a yeah. volleyball player. Am I right? Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah, I played. Um, in high school and then I played club for South uh Southwest Minnesota Juniors um which was in Marshall at the time and then I played college volleyball um at the University of Sioux Falls and oh, so that's, yeah that's, that's right. that was end of my life yeah
0: Yeah. And, and disc, disc golf really has been interesting to watch grow. It, it started off as such a, I'm just such a subculture, almost recreational thing. And, and then the competitive side turned in and then, and then it really got intense and people started to really get into it. And I find that those that play the sport are, are really passionate about it and, and love love to get other people on board with why it's yeah. so great. Wouldn't you agree? Like they yeah. they really yeah. love publicity. They really love to talk about their sport because they, they think that it truly is a sport and that it truly is awesome.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, um, I think the greatest thing about it and is that you can take your family out. You each just need a disc. Almost all. Uh, we're lucky in the twin cities area to have beautiful courses that you pay to play. But most courses are just at the park and they're free for two hours. You can go out and play with your family and be outside and have a great experience. So that's what I think a lot of people try to sell is just getting outside, get moving. It's something you can do if you're five years old or you're 80 years old. So,
0: yeah. And, and as far as it compared to regular golf, you're not, if you're walking the course, you're not having to walk 500 yards to get to the hole. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a little bit more merciful. <laughs> I know there's still some long holes, but it's it, yeah. it, it, it's uh, it's 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 pretty forgiving in that sense. But it, it does take a lot of a lot of focus, a lot of execution, a lot of technique. Um, there's a lot to it, isn't there? I mean, it's not just flinging a disc and hitting some chains. It's it's like, there's a lot of strategy. There's thought like, you know, you're, you're actually really kind of, you know, having to take it all in and at scale.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Week in and week out, um, we're traveling to a new place and, um, you know, every week, my goal is to get a game plan on every single, all of the 18 holes, you know, what, how can I attack the hole to the best of my abilities? What are my highest percentage shots? Uh, Where do I need to take the risk reward, things like that. And, and then, yeah, fine tuning parts of my game that aren't going so well or, you know, things like that. Um, And then the whole mental side, just like golf becomes a part of it. So,
0: yeah. yeah. I'm I'm, so I'm curious to know more about the pro tour and I've, I've played it recreationally. I've seen it recreationally. I, I want to know like what, you know, what makes the pros, the pros and why they're so good and all that stuff. So first of all, let's start with the discs themselves. Okay. You don't just have one disc that you're throwing. You you have an arsenal of discs. Am I right in a bag? Yep.
3: Yep. Um, I think I carry 25 ish discs. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you know anything about golf, I always explain it like we have approach discs, you know, like for instance, I love a 54 when I go and play golf. And I think of that as my A2, which is a prodigy disc, but it's an approach disc. Um, Then we have mid ranges, uh, which you could kind of say are like your irons. And then we have fairway discs, which obviously fairway. And then um, they even, and then we have drivers. And in recent years, they've added hybrid drivers that are little bit faster than the fairway drivers a little bit slower than the um, drivers and it just depends on the rim they all do different things you can manipulate them by how you throw them it gets a little complicated but (laughs) I think that is what makes it so fun is it I mean I can in like 10 years I could still be learning new shots and learning different ways to manipulate the frisbee and throw them
0: and still loving the game. I mean, absolutely, how, how, yeah. and it kind yeah. of defies age in, in that sense. How, how would you say like that that the tour plays out? Like, how many tournaments are there a year? I mean, because obviously, you know, the disc golf pro tour. I mean, that, that's an actual thing, and it, and there's a circuit. Yeah. and And how many? How, how does that play out through the course of a year when it's not a pandemic or whatever?
3: Yeah. Um. So we started in Vegas at the end of February and. You can play every week. I mean, you can be on tour from the end of February all the way till November. There's some of um, events that go on like in Texas, Oklahoma and South Carolina, North Carolina areas. So, um, but our last big event will be the Disc Golf Pro Tour finale in uh, Charlotte, South Carolina. And I think that's the middle of October. How does so, that work, Katrina? So much, like Like, yeah. how, how okay. are people able
0: to to do that and like because i and you know this is i can't imagine that people are being sustained fully financially by you know, their winnings on the disc golf tour or, or maybe i'm wrong and they are uh, but but uh, is it one of these things where you have to kind of pick and choose which tournaments you're able to go to just by by the means of travel and all that stuff
3: um so that would that would kind of be how the tour was maybe five seven years ago but with the disc golf pro tour coming in and making all these elite events um i would say i used to play and survive and now i'm able to maybe more thrive like it's a career it's um i mean you can go on the disc golf pro tour or the pdga page and kind of see what players are making but then what's really helped is like my sponsor pays me a salary So every month I get um, money and then I have uh, royalties from discs and then I have bonus structures. They pay my entry fees and they help out in other ways with overseas travel and different things like that. And then, um, and then, yeah, just by making sure you cash every weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Perform. Right.
3: But like I said, it used to be like, I used to compete against seven to 12 women when I first started. Um, Maybe like 20 was a great division. And now, we're seeing like 30 to 50 every weekend.
0: That's fantastic. And while we're at it, I mean, if you're getting paid for your sponsor, let's, let's mention your sponsor while we're at it.
3: Yeah. Um, Prodigy disc. And they were actually in 2013, the first um, disc golf company to play, pay athletes a salary and, and kind of changed the way they kind of started making the big splash. It was um, where players were able to, you know, actually negotiate for a contract and things like that.
0: More with Katrina Allen when Perkett Pod continues. But first, I've got Sean Bernard here in the studio with me from Edina Realty. Such a great partner of Perkett Pod. Couldn't do it without you, Sean. How is the real estate business? I would imagine with winter over, it's jamming again.
1: It is. And, you know, it, it kind of jammed even at the end of winter. People are were really wanting to buy and sell. Lately, it's been a lot of my friends whose parents are kind of moving on to that next chapter of their life. And I'm helping them sell mom and dad's home. So, you know, a lot of guys our age, I think we're not too far off. Our parents are tending to downsize and kind of moving into that condo, that townhouse, that sort of thing. So... If you know somebody who's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594.
0: And I also want to mention, you're actually helping out the the, the local music community as well with with your work. Yeah,
1: I'm a huge sports fan, as you know, but I also uh, love seeing live music. And a lot of these artists and bands, it's been a really challenging year this year. So a portion of every sale on the buy side or the sell side uh, is going to a local artist or band of the choosing of the, the buyer or the seller. Sean Bernard of Realty, thank you so much for joining
0: us. Thank you. And if you're listening to this podcast and you love music, I got a great podcast for you to listen to. It's The Brian Oak Show. Give that a listen anywhere you find your podcasts. Perk and pine. Yeah, yeah. The golf tour itself, I would imagine it's like the, the pro golf tours um, w- with the ball golf, I guess is what we call it. But, uh, yeah, but, but yeah. like every course is vastly different, right. And, yeah. and it does behoove yeah. you to go out and play some practice rounds or whatever, just to get a feel for the landscape and all that stuff and what the overhangs are and what, you know, how, Absolutely. how much, you have... yeah. yeah, is that is that yeah. kind of way it is? And that some are more wide open and some are more, you know, filled with trees and all that stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just like, golf I mean that's kind of what we do on our like on a Monday we get together maybe play some traditional golf or ball golf. but um yeah like there might be more blind holes there might be a lot of elevation um I mean if you go to say like Utah now we have to deal with elevation and our discs will actually fly differently so you have to learn the course and learn how your discs are flying so there's so many different variables and um yeah that's what we're spending probably Tuesday through thursday doing is breaking down the course seeing i mean we even play courses where the greens are faster and you have to be really careful with how you're you know throwing your approach shots or
0: how are greens faster how can what does that mean
3: so like when we go to santa cruz california we play this course and there's roots everywhere and there's um depending on how hard the ground is is it thick grass wet grass like what is happening and um yeah, you just have to be really, you know, you might have to put it 60 feet to the right. Um, if we play on ball golf fairways, same thing. We're going to get a lot more action on the ground. I see what uh, you're saying. Yeah, things like that. And those are the kind of things at our level that we're really trying to be aware of because every little thing like that can save you strokes throughout the weekend.
0: And I would imagine that it, aside from the differences in the course layouts, conditions can also play a huge factor i mean i'm not even just talking like roots like you mentioned but like wind in particular (laughs) right
3: Right. yep and i've even gone as far to notice that like the humidity barometric pressure i can notice that my discs are flying farther or they're not they're flying more stable so that's a whole different road but i've noticed that the temperature and the humidity can also play a factor in that as well
0: that's fascinating. How many yeah. tournaments would you say, Katrina, that you're playing in a year?
3: Um, I would say, I think I'm playing about 25 to
0: 30. Wow. So you're traveling a bunch.
3: Yeah. I play all the big ones and then I winter in Arizona. So if there's a you know local event, I like to go out and play that. And then, um, like I said, the season really ends with the disc golf pro tour finale, but I'll probably play two to three, maybe four more. Like I said, kind of making my way back to the Midwest and then on the way to Arizona, just some more, there's still bigger tournaments, but not as big as the ones we're going to play throughout the season.
0: And I would imagine that all the participants, all the athletes are, are kind of getting to know each other over time and, and and yeah. it becomes a community, but it's also this competitive community. So right. there's like, you know, right. How, what's that yeah. dynamic like for you?
3: Um, I mean, I think it's just what I've learned the best is to, um, man, how do you say it? Like I, I have a really good group of friends I've had for years and years outside of disc golf. And then just finding the balance of like, you know, that competitiveness, like, cause you're out there playing against each other, but then also, you know, being encouraging and finding ways to Like, for instance, last Sunday, we all went and played some sand volleyball. I invited a bunch of group of people. And so like the girl who won came out and another girl that I've been playing with, Sarah Holcomb, since forever. So it's kind of nice to get outside of the disc golf course and play some sand volleyball and hang out, have some dinner together.
0: And then so a tour event, is that is Mm -hmm. that 18 holes or is it like or are there multiple days of 18 holes and and how how does that work?
3: Yeah, so for the disc golf pro tour, we name we normally play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, eighteen holes. Um, on a rare occasion, for instance, like Blue Ribbon Pines, you're going to have twenty-seven holes or things like that, and then the format becomes a little different. But um, it seems like since the beginning of the season, three to four rounds, eighteen holes, starting on Thursday or Friday.
0: And is that scored like ball golf, where it's under par, or how does it work?
3: Yep, every exactly. Yep. Yeah. There's a par and then
0: yeah the the mental side of this sport must be um a a huge a huge factor and i you know obviously you can learn to throw you can learn to bend you can learn to you know do all the things you need to do with your body to get the disc to where you want it to go but ultimately that headspace becomes a a very very key part of this doesn't it
3: yeah Yep. um Yeah. And I almost think the more, the longer I play, the harder the mental side becomes, you know, when you first start, it's like, you have no expectations, you have no fear and you're just out there trying to do your best. And then, like I said, the better you get, the more events you play, the more situations you've been in, the harder it gets to shut that brain off and just, you know, try to execute. But um, yeah.
0: um, Is the danger overthinking then? Like, can you just get too much? in your Yeah
3: um yeah in fact whenever i shoot like a great round and they're asking like how did it feel and it's you don't want to sound cocky or rude but i always want to say easy because this thing got out of the way and i just stepped up and saw the shot and did it and just reacted almost you know and um and then yeah now with the Golf pro tour um we're live every weekend so and You know, if I'm a past winner or won the last weekend or a sponsor pick, I'll be on the feature card. So I'm filmed. Three rounds every week, there's press conference, there's all this outside new thing with social media, which I'm a bit older, so I'm not as into the social media side as maybe some people are. And so that's also something to deal with
0: Um, as well. I I had I had uh, Andrew Zimmern on my podcast, uh, you know, world renowned global television star, chef, all that stuff. He plays disc golf, loves it, is a huge ambassador for the sport. He says it's like Zen. He says it's almost like spiritual and that, that there's this connectivity to being outdoors and being at one with the disc and all that. stuff. I mean, he got, he got, it yep. gets really into it. Like, do you, yep. do you find a kind of find that connection to the sport too, where, it, where it, it really becomes a part of you?
3: Um, absolutely. And um, I, I guess when you were saying that last weekend I had this stretch of bad luck. I mean, it is what it is. Me um, threw the shot, but some rollaways down a hill um, it went, spit out of the basket some things and i had to really dig deep and what i always go to is you play disc golf for a living you're outside the sun is shining and (laughs) take a look around and enjoy the view and get over it because it's not the end of the world and so yeah that i kind
0: of feel what he's saying there are some really impressive like kind of the wow factor um from a spectator standpoint becomes those long drivers and the ones that can just absolutely (laughs) send it. Like, can you talk about that? And, and uh, how far can some of these disc golfers fling, fling the disc?
3: Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I know some of the top men in tournaments are throwing over 600 feet, 550 um, for sure golf shots, which is insane. And then the top women are throwing like 375 to 420 And just like throwing a golf shot down the fairway. Um, Obviously there's with different winds and different shots, you're capable of throwing more, but that's, um, but yeah, that is the wow factor. In fact, I, a friend of mine from Pipestone teaches first grade and she asked me to come out and throw. And so I was kind of looking around to get the wow factor and I was throwing drivers over the playground and they just lost it. They just couldn't believe it. They, They were just having it. So, yeah, I do think that is, the wow bacteria in disc golf, people really like to see the long shots
0: for sure <laughs> <laughs> but but um there was a moment recently and I think it kind of went viral I know you're not you say you're not entirely hip to social media but I'm sure you saw yeah. it It was the one that kind of got you know, a lot of airplay on a lot of different platforms it was you know somebody who just you know I think it was a tee shot they bent okay. around it and and uh and and made a tee shot basically like a, a hole in one if, if that's what you call yeah. it in your sport yeah. and, and the just whole an ace, crowd yeah. Yes. went absolutely bonkers like do you do you know which one i'm talking about
3: um you're talking about james conrad and he was down one stroke and threw it in at the world championships to go into a playoff and yeah, yes that it must... was um i was actually done with my round sitting watching and um i i couldn't believe like i was just sitting there and i was one of i think because i followed sports my whole life played besides volleyball played it all and it's one of the most incredible things I've seen like a clutch up moment it was yeah it was insane and and I think what also
0: took people aback, and you know ex, you know made the wow factor exponential on that was that I don't think a lot of people realized that oh my gosh look at all these fans for just right right and yeah. they, they were all just going nuts and it was just like I don't think I think people were like I think that was like a, a huge moment for the sport, not just because you know it got a lot of airtime and it got a lot of play, but that right. like like wow, this is actually a thing, and spectators are at it. It's like a regular golf tournament in, in ball golf. It was just like I think it was eye opening to a lot of people.
3: Right, like it's to the point now. So, so like the amount of spectators that have, and the amount of fans that we've gotten in the last year, like I am escorted to my car after my round. That's how it's getting. Like we're moving forward to where like you know you don't i don't go like i go the uh waste management phoenix open every year and i'm not like in the parking lot getting my stuff for the you know to go watch and there's matt kuchar sitting next to me you know they have their own parking space and way to get into the course and warm-up area and the Disc Golf Pro Tour is actually doing things like that, um, bringing bleachers out for people to sit and watch. Um, you have to pay to get into the events now. And um, yeah, it's it's in the last year, it is completely blown up. And the fans have made it because there was a, a while where we didn't have any fans because of COVID. We weren't allowed to have spectators. And um, I like in Des Moines, Iowa, I was walking up 18 and they were just like, Freaking out they're in the bleachers and they're like cheering you up the fairway it's it's um it's awesome and, and it kind of makes everything we've gone through the last 10 years worth it you know
0: is that one of the biggest changes then katrina and and is and a welcome change at that
3: yeah i mean like i said i mean if you go back the world championships was always where we had the most fans but now i'm i feel like every weekend seems like how the world championship used to feel at wow. that if you can relate to that yeah
0: yeah absolutely and and so this weekend in Clearwater what can fans expect because I know it is open to fans I mean I know there's an admission fee but what can spectators expect to see when they come to Clearwater and watch some of the best disc golfers in the world
3: um yeah I guess if you've never seen the sport you'll probably you know um it is a longer open I mean there's still trees and some wooded holes but Um, The players are absolutely allowed to kind of let loose on a few holes. So you might want to come out and watch a couple of the par fives and watch some men and women attack those holes. And um, I think there is, I want to say they were setting up an area that kind of looked like maybe food and drinks. And um, I saw them putting up bleachers. So um, they're definitely ready for you guys. So come on out. Is
0: there is there is it kind of like ball golf in in that you know spectators will go like walk with their favorite players from hole to hole or whatever or they just all kind of camp out on one hole or how does it work?
3: Yeah, yeah, no. Um, to me, it feels a lot like the waste management because of the bleachers and things like that, where you're able to sit down if you want to just camp on, say, like hole 18 and watch everyone come through, um, or. I think they also put bleachers up on an island hole that carries water. So that would be a fun one. I know for sure that spectators sit there and gamble to see who's going to make the green and not. So I, I know that's what those bleachers are for. But um, yeah, you can for sure find your favorite player, check out their tee time, show up and watch them play the entire 18 holes.
0: What do you think for those that haven't attended one of these events? What, like, what, what would you tell them and, and how would you get them to come out? I'm curious.
3: I just think that the weather, I mean, first of all, you're just outside at one of the most beautiful courses that will play all year at the preserve. It's it's just beautiful along the Mississippi River trees and there's bald eagles flying around. So it's just a beautiful day outside. And then on top of that, you'll get to witness the best players in the world um, do their thing on the disc golf course. And then just Um, experience the atmosphere that disc golf brings everyone out there is our fans are crazy they have a good time like i said they they're cheering you up the fairway before you even throw a shot so um, it's just a great experience altogether.
0: that's outstanding and then one just curious uh how you're doing this year on the tour and and how are you in the in the rankings and the standings and all that stuff and and are are, you feel good about the way you're playing
3: um yeah i've been playing really really consistently um i can say maybe only a couple of tournaments where I wasn't in the hunt coming down the stretch and um, after seven years I won my second world championship so that so yeah I would say it was that alone (laughs) makes it a great season
0: yeah that that that's a that's a darn big deal that kind of elevates things to a new level for you I would imagine professionally and and sponsorship opportunities and and really just you know your profile and your your image and all that stuff. Right. I mean, that's, that's probably did wonders for you.
3: Right. Yeah. It was life-changing and there was, you know, I've been on tour for a long time and um, I'm someone who, when things get rough, I, you know, I change my diet or I work harder or I find new ways to make my game better. And so it was just kind of all those things came together uh, at the right week. And it
0: really incredibly rewarding. I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely.
3: um if we get too far into it I'll get emotional again I yeah it was one of I think just with like you were saying the fans how many fans were there um and then I just feel like I had all the support in the world and then winning like my first world championship was amazing but my second one felt even better because of how much the sport's grown how many fans how much support I felt and I felt like um I didn't win it alone. I had all these people who were just as happy and crying for me and things like that. So
0: and, and a, are, are people in yeah. Pipestone like aware of you? Like, is that, is yeah. that are, you, are people in like, you know, because, I, I, hey, we've got a we've got a world champion <laughs> in our backyard here. It's a big darn deal.
3: Actually, I think it was yesterday morning. They um, did an article in the Pipestone County Star and um, yeah, a big spread where I'm on the front page. So it was. Yeah. I think they're pretty excited. My, um, volleyball coach from high school, they interviewed her and she kind of, yeah. So That's yeah, awesome. I have a, have a lot of support down there.
0: Well, congratulations on the success, Katrina. Congratulations on on the growth of the sport too. Good luck this weekend on, on no pressure yeah. on the home course, even though it's not, <laughs> right? you know, even that not the one you grew up on, but it, but it's still, it's, it's your state yeah. and, and is there some extra pressure on you that you're feeling maybe to, to make a mark here in Minnesota?
3: Um, I wouldn't say extra pe- pressure. I actually feel like when I feel super supportive and you know, know that there's people out there wanting me to win, whether I'm their favorite player or just because I'm from Minnesota, I seem to do pretty well. So uh, win or lose, I think I'll have a great weekend.
0: That's awesome. Great attitude. Thank you so much for joining us. That'll do it for this episode of Perkett Pod. We want to thank our partners, Audio Wiz, Justin Bailey, theme song by Taylor Robert. Keep listening weekly for another episode with Minnesota sports influencers and icons on Perkett Pod. Feel free to share this podcast. Give us a simple subscribe click. It doesn't cost you a thing. Heart us, rate us, double tap us, whatever you want. And until next time, remember, shine bright, don't be afraid to be weird, and open your hearts to inclusion. Peace.
2: Perk at Pine, sometimes he's at play. Perk at Pine, find out what he'll say. Perk at Pine, who's coming on today? Woo! Perk at Pine.